0: Hey Hey, y'all, welcome back to Living Black Podcast with your hosts, Ari and Nayla. We're so glad to have y'all back for another episode. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Black women and like um, their big accomplishments and yeah, just Black women specifically in history and a couple recent ones toward the end. Ari, do you have anything to add?
1: Yep. We are going to be learning about Black women from Women's History Month, and I think it's a very valuable topic that I think a lot of us need to know about. And while we were researching, um, I told Nayla that I didn't even know half these people that we were looking into because, you know, today we're specializing in looking at people, I mean, women that aren't commonly talked about in today's society. So that's very important.
0: Hmm. Yes, for sure.
1: So now we're gonna lead into today's question of the day, which is dun, dun 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 Name a task that your people know not to ask you for help with. And this question of the day is inspired by the shade room. You can answer first. I'm thinking of that. Okay. Um, for me, what I said is that my people know not to ask for help with um homework, especially math homework. I don't even care what grade it is. I'm not helping your child or you personally um, figure out what two squared and what two cosine X is equivalent to radical square root over two. (laughs) Yeah, I know happy. I probably don't even know what I just said. That's algebra two for you. Um, And I could have made that into a wrap almost. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) Um, another thing is don't ask me to help with doing chores around the house um and don't ask me for money because if you don't got it I probably don't even have it myself
0: a uh, like big on that one big big on that one for sure what about you um for me a task people should kn- or should know not to ask me with for sure the money one but also um I don't know literally just the ones that you said like I resonate with those so much because, like, don't ask me to help you to clean, you know, uh, just stuff like that.
1: I agree because, like, I hate cleaning. Um, It's very annoying. And I recently learned that you can't mix chemicals, so you can't mix bleach with anything else. I used to be doing that. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, wow. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. You can't mix bleach with vinegar, which I've had like a slight addiction to using vinegar lately to clean. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's a simple chemical. It's not going to harm you, so.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot less harsh, too, than bleach.
1: Mm -hmm. And I like the little reaction it gets from baking soda. I don't know if you guys like science, but I'm kind of like a science freak. (laughs) So, we're going to move into today's topic, which is, as we said, Women's History Month, but Black Woman Edition. Because, you know, Black women hold it down, period. Yes. So, first up, we're going to talk about Claudette Colvin. So, some people say that she's the Rosa Parks remix or the Rosa Parks OG, um, which she actually kind of is. So, little background knowledge on Claudette Colvin um at the time of the situation and you're going to figure out why they call her Rosa Parks OG but um Claudette Colvin she is an American pioneer of the 1950s civil rights movement um on March 2nd 1955 she was arrested at the age of 15 in Montgomery Alabama remember that and think about Rosa Parks for refusing to give up her seat to a white woman. Um, And at the time of her age, she was actually pregnant. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but because she was pregnant, um, that's why her name was in the media. And she was also young. So do you think the media would actually want somebody that's 15 and pregnant in the media, um, like making a change for history? No. Mm Mm-mm. Like immediately no, so that's why Rosa Parks instead raised the roof or like you know was more known for the situation rather than Claudette. But hopefully people are now getting to know Claudette Colvin like her history, and mm-hmm. she actually went to Booker T. Washington, which is in ATL, yeah. um, over by Nila,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: her, um. And yeah, this happened in Montgomery, which is also similar to where Rosa Parks had her incident. So just a little background knowledge and information for y'all.
0: Yeah, and another reason she um, wasn't as, like, acknowledged as Rosa Parks was because she was light-skinned. And back in the day, I guess, like, um, light-skinned people didn't really get as much representation from the Black community. So that was another reason.
1: Are you sure she wasn't dark-skinned? Because the pictures I'm seeing, like, it's kind of, she has a different skin tone.
0: Um, Let me see. It could.
1: I think it was Rosa Parks. That was light-skinned. And Claudette Colvin, that was dark-skinned. Because um, the images that I'm seeing on, like, Google right now, they're totally. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Sorry. I, I read it wrong. It says not fair-skinned. More mm-hmm. bad, guys.
1: It's good. It's good.
0: Yeah, so she was darker skinned. That's sad though. It but is. Home, um, this world has always been very colorist. Like, even now in 2022, there's like so many colorist people that like don't really acknowledge or don't like or whatever. Um, darker skinned people.
1: I 100% agree. And colorism is another ism that we have to fix in this America so but anyways who's next on this list
0: next we have ethel waters she was an lg she was a part of the lgbtq community and she was the second african-american to be nominated for an academy award and she became the first african-american to star in her own television show um as well as the first to be nominated for a primetime emmy and she became a part of the Executive Council of Actors' Equity and the Negro Actors Guild of America. So a lot of accomplishment, accomplishments for Miss Waters.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of great information, honestly. And, you know, this is actually not something you hear on a daily basis um, from the Black community, um, primarily. And... She was the second African American to be nominated for an Academy Award, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing. And <laughs> Academy Awards, I think they're kind of like Grammys, almost.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: So that's really good. So, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was just
0: gonna say, I love to see the representation in like the acting world.
1: Mhm. I like that too. Cuz you know, you don't see black women all the time in the actors world, you know, white women are more likely chosen.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: And we're finally making a mark in the theater. Mhm. So next up we have Mary Bethune. Um Mary Bethune was someone, well, a woman that was very associated with education. Um, She knew that education was key and she knew it was difficult for young Black children to achieve, particularly in the segregated South. And after struggling herself to go to school and working on a slave plantation to help support her family, she became an educator. And in 1904, she founded the Daytona Educational and Industrial Institute for Girls. And... She didn't even stop there. Um, Her educational activism and leadership set her up to be a political activist. You know, she found the National Council of Negro Women. And she worked under Franklin D. Roosevelt's administration, where she was the race leader at large.
0: Also, a lot of accomplishments for her as well. And, like, it's cool to see... um, Black women like education, activism for education, um, because Black people or Black children, they don't get treated as fairly, especially back in the day. So it's cool to see someone like um, being an activist towards that.
1: I agree. And it's very great to know that we have Black women working under education. And now we're starting to see more Black women be teachers finally (laughs) yes for sure
0: so our next person is ruby bridges who's actually still alive today she was young when she became famous for her heroic acts towards or kind of for the black community um so she was six years old when this happened in 1960 she was the first black child to racially integrate an all-white elementary school in the south which basically means she was the first Black child to go to an all-white elementary school in the South, which that's a big deal because the South, y'all know, (laughs) the South was very racist and still can be today. Um, On her first day of school, she had to be escorted through an angry crowd of parents, of white parents and students by four federal marshals. And that's like so sad that they had such an issue with one little black girl going to the same school as their children. And I actually like learned about her a while ago and fun back. Well, it's not really fun, but a interesting fact is that she was like the only person in her class for her first like school year, because everyone unenrolled their kids as soon as she got there. But the only, well, the, the one person that really supported her was her teacher, which was actually white. And, um, I don't remember her name, but yeah, it's just cool that like, um, there was at least one person that supported her and was there for her in that tough time.
1: I agree. Um, it's kind of like opposing to know that it was a white teacher. I learned about her story a long time ago, like in sixth grade, we read a book about it Mm -hmm. and it was very great to hear like how she experienced racism firsthand and also hearing from her directly in the book and the story itself is like a great story because it teaches us about the history of America, but also how racism is still existing today. And so far it has no end to it.
0: Sadly, no, but hopefully one day.
1: Yes, hopefully. So moving on from that, um, we have another great black woman, of course, and her name is Angela Davis. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but she is another LGBTQ woman and she is an activist as well. She spoke out about prison reform, women's rights, racial equality, and the inequality of capitalism. She was also a communist. I'm not even sure what a communist is, so I can't tell y'all what it is. However, she was a communist. Um, she was also an advocate for the LGBTQ community and she came out as a lesbian in the late 1990s. Phenomenal.
0: Yes. Very brave of her because we all know for some reason, people don't like to accept people for who they are ever.
1: I I totally stand for that. Um, another thing is talking about activism. We're giving y'all a little sneak peek, but our next episode is going to be on women's activism. So stay tuned.
0: Yes, stay tuned.
1: Anyways, back to Angela Davis. So I think that's a really great story. And hopefully we get to learn more about her and y'all get to hear us talk about her in this next episode. Because prison reform is a great topic to be talking about as well.
0: Yeah, very unique topic as well. So moving on, our next great woman is Shirley Chisholm. I think that's how you say her last name. But she made history by being the first Black woman elected into the, into Congress in 1968 and served as a representative from New York for 14 years. And while she was in the Congress and as a representative, she advocated for early education and child welfare policies she also ran for president as a democrat in the 1972 race becoming the first black candidate to run for a major party nomination um she was also one of the founding members of the congressional black caucus sorry in 1971 as well as the congressional women's caucus in 1977 so this is like very cool because it's like our first, or like, you know, our first black woman in like, big politics, like, Congress as representative for New York. That's like a big deal. And then she also ran for the for the president. And that's like, very, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying brave to like, I mean, honestly, it is very brave, especially um, in like the 1970s. Like, there was still a lot going on segregation and well not segregation but like racism and stuff like that so it was very brave of her and I I just while reading this I just realized like a lot of these women on the list are like very brave for their heroic actions and that's how we should always applaud them and celebrate them
1: yes this is why I say celebrate black women 100% of the time and black women lead the way yes for sure as always um, so next up, we have one of my favorite people to talk about, Misty Copeland. So Misty Copeland, um, if you guys don't know, I'm actually a dancer. So Misty Copeland, she's very inspirational. I actually have a book on her. Um, didn't read it yet. I just don't have time. But Misty Copeland, she is a very important woman to, um, um, I guess you can say it's the theater world but also like towards um the dance community. So, on June 30th, 2015, Misty Copeland became the first African American woman to be promoted to principal dancer, which is like a very high role in American ballet theater's 75-year history, which is a long way to go. And that's really like inspirational because she's the first African American to be like a principal dancer so for you to have such a high role in such a like prominently white community is very great in my opinion personally and I know everyone else can agree with it
0: yes I can definitely agree all right and moving on we have Bianca Smith who is who is an American professional baseball coach in the Boston Red Sox organization and is the first African-American woman to serve as a professional baseball coach and that's interesting because baseball is not a woman's sport there is softball but she is the coach for a baseball team so I thought that's I think that's really cool and to add on to the fact that she's African-American of course per so yeah I don't know much about baseball but I just thought We just thought it was interesting, so I thought we'd add that.
1: I don't do sports, so I really don't know anything about it. But it's very great to know that this woman is actually doing something and making history at the same time. Round of applause. For
0: real. And for all of these women, all doing different things to sort of um, bring awareness to the African-American community and bring like success to the African-American community. And so just big applause to all of them.
1: Definitely. Um, before we end off this episode. What I want y'all to do is. Get out y'all phones if y'all not already on them. Um, go ahead over to Instagram. And post a little something. That maybe includes your favorite. Black woman from today's episode. Or any other black woman that you know has made history. And tag us in it as well. If you don't know our Instagram information, it's living. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's living.black_podcast. underscore podcast. That's living.black_podcast. underscore podcast. Yes,
0: let us know, y'all. We want to know about your, the amazing Black woman that inspire you.
1: Definitely. And if you didn't get the username, of course, it'll be linked in this episode's description. So, if my little moment kind of like concerned you, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> you can also go ahead and just type in Living Black Podcast without the dots and underscores, and it should pop up on Instagram.
1: Yes, do that too. But for now, that's it for today. And we hope y'all enjoyed learning about Black women during Women's History Month. And Black women keep empowering and being amazing. And yeah, so that's how we're going to end off today's episode. And we hope y'all enjoy. Bye, y'all. Bye.